We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I am Ty Windish. I am joined, as always, by my engaging co-host, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? Doing, doing really, really well, Ty, because yeah. let's, not, let's not waste any time here. Yeah. We have a big-time guest here on the Eurostep. We have Ty Ty Washington Jr., the newest member of the Milwaukee Bucks, signed a two-way contract with the team. He joined the podcast to... We had a great conversation about his career, the the Bucks, the upcoming season, and NFL stuff. Just everything. Yeah. It was just an all around great conversation. Yeah, the NFL part was kind of out of nowhere, but it was just you know, Ty Ty is very fun to talk to. For anyone, I don't know if anyone is interested in this deep lore. Uh, I did admit that I changed my Twitter X handle in this podcast thing to Ty Ty because of the move. You can. I'll see live or listen live if you're on YouTube or a pod platform, how that went over. Spoiler alert, pretty well. He's a pretty, pretty agreeable guy, but it was great hearing about, you know, his expectations, his experience with the Bucks so far, his season in, in Houston and with Rio Grande, the, the G League team. And we couldn't thank him enough for giving us the time to come on the show. Thought it was a really, really fun listen. So we we hope you too, you do too. If you haven't. Yeah. Before, uh, like, before we actually get to the conversation, though, if this is your first time listening, first of all, welcome. Um, this is a we we talk all things Milwaukee Bucks here on the Eurostep. If you want to find all of our links for the Eurostep Podcast Network, check out gspn.info. We've got Green Bay Packers stuff. We got Milwaukee Brewers stuff. We got movie stuff. We got whatever you want. It's all all the links are at gspn.info. We have a Discord server which you can get into. We we have everything. Just check out gspn.info to find all things GSPN. And make sure you subscribe on uh, whatever platform you're listening to this or watching this podcast platform of choice or watching on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Helps us out a ton. And without further ado, here's our conversation with Tsai Tsai Washington. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep. Again, we'll probably do an intro before this, whatever. I'm Ty. I'm here with Rohan as always, but a very, very special guest, the one, the only, the newest 
member of the Milwaukee Bucks, one that we are extremely excited about, not just because he's on the podcast. You can listen to past episodes. We've been excited. Ty Ty Washington Jr. Ty Ty, how is it going? And welcome to the Milwaukee Bucks. Hey, man, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's going pretty well, man. Just, you know, trying to get used to this new city. So far, the weather's pretty good. So I've been really enjoying that for sure. Do you, okay, how, whoa, do you like fall? Do you like warm? Like, do you, if it's like, it's probably like 60 right now. Are you a fan of that? Yeah, for sure. Good. For sure. Okay. I was going to say, if that's cold, it's going to get real bad for you. But if you like this, you'll, you'll be happy enough of the time, I think, uh, off court to, to make it through. No, nah, for sure. I mean, I've, I've heard about Wisconsin being really cold. So. And since I've been here, that's all people have been telling me. You know, I'm from Phoenix. Everybody's like, the weather's very different. You know, when there's winter out there, it's going to be cold and you're going to feel it. Is this, is this your first time here? Like, like when you signed your contract? Because we, we uh, you haven't played yeah, in college, actually, not in the NBA G League, haven't played a single game in Wisconsin. Nah, right. Um... Yeah, this is pretty much my first time being here for, like, over a long period of time, you know. I ain't been here probably since – I came here last year, actually, when I was with Houston. I came here last year. Um, but we were here for, like, a night and we got out of here. But now I'm here, you know, full time, so it's going to be real cold. What are, your, what are your first impressions of the city overall? Any any nice finds you're, you're sort of enjoying so far or are you still getting acclimated? Uh, no, I'm still trying to figure everything out right now. I mean – the only thing I know is this where the arena and practice facility is. So it's all I've pretty much been going to, you know. But, you know, some of my teammates told me there's some pretty good places to eat around here. So I'm going to try to check that out some, at some point. That's a, a good answer that's going to excite Bucks fans uh, that you've been spending the facility in the arena so far. I think that's what everyone's getting excited for the season. Um, we wanted to say first here, I guess, congrats on, on signing the deal. Um, we were excited. I'm sure you were also excited, um, you know. What is your kind of impression of of the team and the facility so far? And who have you gotten to meet? Of course, you have a new coach here in Milwaukee. And it seems like a lot of teammates have been around the facility. You mentioned you met some. So I guess what's it been like since you signed the deal? And, and who have you gotten to spend some time with? Uh, it's been real fun. Uh, like you said, I was excited to sign the deal. Um, just pretty much really excited just to put, be able to put in work with the guys and stuff like that. So, I mean... People that I've been seeing around the facility, pretty much, you know, almost everybody but uh, Lopez, brother. That's pretty much it. I mean, I've seen Drew, Chris, Giannis, everybody. So, I mean, I pretty much really haven't, you know, just stuck on the one person's wings. Just pretty much just been, you know, all showing love to each other. That's what it's pretty much is like a brotherhood. You know, we all showing love to each other. Uh, just growing, really just having fun and competing um, when we live together. Or, you know, and they're having fun listening to music and stuff like that, shooting together, always just competing. So stuff like that is always fun. Yeah. Did you did you by chance like happen to know anyone on the team going in, or is this just a complete fresh set of people you're getting the chance to know? Uh going in, I knew Marjan and Chris. Uh obviously with Chris going to Kentucky. Um, just knew him from that. Uh, and then Marjan, we played against each other in high school when he was a senior and I was a junior. So just him being in Arizona and just us playing against each other uh, over the course of time just grew a relationship. Speaking of Marjan, by the way, uh, like you were number zero in Houston. Did you did you ask Marjan if you could have zero in Milwaukee or did you want 23? What's the story there? Uh, not even like I obviously knew he was number zero, so I didn't even like go out my way to ask or anything like that. Uh, so I just showed number 23 because my mom, she wore number 23 actually when she played. So I was just like, it's perfect for me. 
That's awesome. It's a, a very cool number worn by a very, very cool buck, Wes Matthews, who we were, we were also a big fan of. So um, uh, really a fan of that number. Um, have you gotten to meet or work with Adrian Griffin at all, uh, the newest coach of the Milwaukee Bucks? And if so, uh, what's your kind of early impressions of him? Uh, if you spoke or met him or, or however it's been going so far? Uh, yeah, he's been around the facility a ton, watching us, you know, do our individual workouts, our group workouts, stuff like that. Uh, I've got to talk to him um, after a couple of our workouts, you know, he's just pretty much telling me, you know, he wants what's best for me. So he's always going to be on me hard, challenge me, push me to uh, my limits because, you know, he's been around the game for so long, especially the NBA. So it's just he knows what it takes to be uh, a good player in this league. and He knows how to last in the league, obviously. Uh, so he's going to just he just on us every single day um, and just trying to just teach us to be, become better. That's pretty much it. For sure. Have you have you gotten a chance to like really uh, talking with Adrian Griffin, like sort of understand what his vision for the team is like Because like Bucks fans, everyone who follows the Bucks, It's it's a new it's a new day. It's a new age. Everyone's sort of like trying to figure out uh, how this team is going to look. Obviously, we can't really see it until you guys take the court. But like. What are you sort of getting at for like what's going to be the vision for this team? Uh, easy buckets and intense defense, pretty much. I'm not going to say too much. <laughs> I was going to say, don't say too many state yeah, secrets. No, we don't want to get you in not, trouble. Don't say, don't want to say too much. <laughs> you know, defense and just getting out, creating easy buckets. I mean, I feel like that's every team's goal. Uh, but I just feel like with us, you know, he's just pretty much harping on those two, just. Being able to get out in space, create easy buckets, and really just being able to play defense as a team. Yeah, I think we we all knew defense would be a hallmark. Um, no matter who's the coach with this roster, and certainly bringing back you know Brooke Lopez, having Giannis, of course Drew Holiday at the point guard position, one of if not the best on the defensive end there. Uh, are you excited to kind of play with this group? I mean, obviously some some flux in Houston, a, a younger team, a lot going on there. The Bucks kind of a, a much different situation in terms of where they're at and, you know, the I'd say the the age of the roster. Certainly some Bucks fans look at it as a negative. There are some, you know, intriguing younger players such as yourself on the team now as well, thankfully. But are you excited to kind of play with this group and, and just as you kind of already talked about, you know, learn and, and grow with these guys on and off the court, not just on games, but in the facility and practices as well? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh I'm really excited to play with this group. Uh, obviously, they won a championship together, so they know what it takes to win. Um, you know, every year they're always trying to win, get into the playoffs, stuff like that. And just with all of them individually, you know, they all have been in the league for some time now. So it, I feel like it's very important for me, you know, just to go out my way just to, you know, make sure I, uh, to ask questions, you know, to pick off their brain and stuff like that. So obviously for myself to one day to be able to be in their position, you know, they're such uh they're vets already. So that's what I'm really trying to get to, just staying in the league, last in the league. And I as you can see, they've been in the leagues for some time, so they know what it takes. Um and just being able to go and get some in practice, you know, they're gonna be pushing me hard, but it's only gonna make me better. So I feel like it's gonna be real fun. Yeah, is there is there any uh like can you unpack that a little more? Like yeah, are there any specific traits you're looking to pick up from some of these guys or like uh like what specifically are you trying to get from some of these guys to improve your own game? Uh pretty much I mean I feel like just being professional, uh just seeing how hard they work, um, you know, just seeing how they're leaders, you know, you know, they're not really afraid to just be open minded or, you know, just speak whatever they they're confident in themselves. And just seeing like the way they carry themselves, stuff like that. 
There's been a ton of noise in like the last week about, you know, the Giannis stuff on the podcast, everything else. And I'm not going to ask you what you think about that. Of course, that's that's not your your place to speak on or, you know, not not my place to put you in that place to speak on it, I should say. But just in the facility is all that kind of stuff and everything that, you know, goes on other podcasts and, and whatever. Is that just noise that doesn't get in there at all? Because it always seems like the Bucks do a good job of kind of you know, ignoring all of that stuff or cutting through it um, whenever it does come up. You know, Giannis' free agency is, is the most common one, but whatever story is going on, it feels like the team is able to kind of ignore and just keep moving when those stuff, when those things do pop up. Uh, I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, when you started talking about Giannis and other podcasts, I didn't have no idea what you were talking about until you said free agency. But, like, it's crazy that you even said that because, like, Nobody in the facility at all is like saying anything about that. Like Giannis is not worried about it. Like it's, I didn't know anything about anything you just said until now. So it's crazy that you actually just said that. We'll, we'll keep it that way. We'll just keep moving. There's no sure. need to. There's no need to dwell on it. Then um, I wanted to ask you. Speaking of the facility, we had AJ Green on here. Um, thanks again to AJ for taking the time as well. And he talked about the shooting games um, for the the threes and who can make the most. We saw like right after that interview, Malik Beasley posted that that he broke the record for I think it was ninety. Rohan, do you remember the number? It was some absurd like ninety five, ninety three out of a hundred, like a really a really high number. Have you gotten in the shooting games at all? Are you, are you pushing Malik Beasley and Grayson Allen on that, or, or what's the status there? Yeah, man. You know, it's called uh, Bucks one hundred, uh, hundred three pointers, pretty much. You know, it get real uh, competitive for sure, especially, you know, seeing guys' numbers like Malik, you know, that's always, you always trying to, like, push to get that. Uh, so far, I mean, I make a system with my numbers. The most I got so far, I think, is 82 or 83, something like that. But now, tomorrow, and like, you know, it's crazy. They give out belts for, like, whoever gets the uh, highest. So today, uh, Jay got his, Jay got the belt. I said, tomorrow, I'm getting the belt. So tomorrow, y'all follow me on Instagram. Y'all should see me with the belt. Mark my words. We'll be we'll be looking today probably as the pod goes up. So everyone listening, go check out is is your IG the same as the Twitter handle here? Yep. Ty Ty Washington three. Go see if he got the belt. I will say well actually no, AJ AJ didn't get it after we we had him on. Malik Malik got it. But Javon Carter came on the pod and had a great season. So I think there's some sort of effect there. We won't say it's because of the Euro step that you if you get the belt. I think it's because of your hard work, but just that little extra edge we're hoping to provide here. Nah, for sure, for sure. Y'all might, might got the good juice. Y'all might got a little secret sauce going, so. That's what we're hoping for. Uh, speaking of your uh, of your playing career, let's talk about that a little bit. Like last season, you were uh, between Houston and the G League, and it was sort of like, it was, it was a process, obviously, as your first year, but it's clicked. It clicked a lot near the end of your rookie season, and you went on a tear in the G League playoffs, averaging nearly like 30 points a game. Is it just like you started to figure things out? Like it, everything sort of to click, happened to click in place? Like what what happened there? How'd you how'd you manage to just like turn it like just go on that massive run? Um, I don't know. I just felt like at that point in the season, it was kind of like the season was already winding down. And at that point in the season, it just felt like you know I've been working out. I've been working on my game a ton. You know, before games, after games, and stuff. So then when I got down to the G, and I was like able to like to, you know finally go out there and showcase, you know. And it, at that point, they were just saying, like, if we don't win, there's no playoffs. So I just felt like, you know, we had to win. And in my in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, just go out there, play hard, do whatever I have to take for it to win. And as the game just kept on going, 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 
everything I was working on is starting to show. And that's how I felt like the whole playoffs just kind of went down. I felt like at that point, my teammates believed in me. Coach believed in me. Like, they all knew, like, I was in a different mindset. So they just kind of just letting me rock. Yeah, I wanted to ask, you know, as someone who's covered the G League for a while and has so much respect for the game and, and how hard it is down there for just the level of play and, and for, you know, the logistics and all those things, did you really enjoy getting the opportunity to go down there and play that consistent role after, you know, Houston with, with so much going on there, you know, not having the same, I guess, consistent playing time night to night? Uh, definitely, definitely. Um, when I was down there in the G, you know, the team was a little older, uh, so – Guys like I have Willie Collison, Lou uh, King, Jalen Q, guys like that. So all those guys, they all played like years and they had like a couple years in the league or whatnot. Willie had a great long career in the uh, league. So when I was down there, he was even, he took me kind of under his wing and was kind of just telling me his like his little story about him being in the NBA, you know, the what to do, what not to do, stuff like that. And which is me down there, like you said, getting consistent minutes. It was just fun being able to just play basketball. I mean, I love the game basketball. I love playing. So just me being on the court down there, I was just having fun and just being able to show everybody what I can do. Yeah, is that like what's what's that process like compared to when you're when you're with the NBA team versus with the G League team? Is it is do, do you keep the same mindset? Or are you trying to like uh, focus on different skills at, at the different levels? Like, what is there any mind shift, mindset shift there? Uh, nah, not really. I mean, my mindset, regardless of like whatever stage of basketball I'm playing, my mindset is will always forever be the same. You know, go out there, play basketball the right way and just play hard. And at the end of the day, try to get a win. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I wanted to ask you about, you know, the the right way, because I think point guard is such a fascinating position to think about, because especially in today's league, where it feels like more often than ever, point guards are great scorers, too. You're certainly an example. We just talked about, you know, 30 a game basically in the G League playoffs. But you also, I believe, broke John Wall's assists in a single game record at Kentucky, which awesome, by the way. But how do you kind of find that balance between, you know, when to get your own shot, when to open up for a teammate? Because it does – I always ask this to players who are on the ball a lot because it just seems like, you know, is it all flow? Do you think about it? Like, oh, I haven't gotten him the ball in a while. What kind of goes into playing the position at a high level? Um, I feel like for me to be able to balance, I just feel like the basketball is always going to find great energy. So if you – 
if you like playing hard, if you've always playing hard, you know, and you just giving everything you got, you know, the ball going to find you and it's going to reward you with a basket for sure. But I feel like the way it balances, you know, I feel like the more pressure I put on the rim or if I if I'm getting going early, I know the attention is going to be drawn to me. So then that sets up my playmaking and just being able to play with shooters and big men, you know, get to the rim. Big man steps up, alley oop. If he doesn't step up, it's a floater. Like, just keep trying to basically just keep the game simple, you know. Never, like you said, overthink it or anything like that. You know, just take what the defense gives you. Yeah. Speaking of uh, playing the point guard position for this for this Bucks team, I mean, like when you're on the court with the Bucks, you're gonna have a chance to play like with with guys like Giannis, Chris, Drew, like you were talking about earlier. It's it's it feels like a lot of players like that we've talked to they they don't feel like any sort of responsibility shift like there's no added pressure. However, some players have talked in the past about like when when you're on a court. I think I forget who it was, but there was a guy who was a who was a, essentially a shooter on a team with LeBron, and it's like it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure to be out there on the court with that those type of players. And now you have that opportunity here with the Bucks. Do you think about that at all? Nah, man. I never like thought like that at all. I don't try to. I tend to try not to put any pressure on myself. I mean, at the end of the day, it's basketball. I mean, I feel like we're all human. Uh, we all got to this level for a reason. So it's just basketball at the end of the day. I mean, I know playing with them guys. If I'm on the court with them, I know they're gonna be able to set me up for some easy shots. I feel like I could do the same for them. Uh, I feel like just playing with them, they'd be able to slow the game down and just make it more simpler. You mentioned your uh, the option of the floater when you're when you're driving the rim and putting pressure. You know you may come into the box with the best floater on the team. Um, it, it's really it's the it's artful the way you can get it off. What goes into working on that shot? And is there anyone in particular that you watched or worked with to work on that uh, that look? Because it does seem I don't want to say lost art, but I do think there's not a ton of guys in the league who are great with the floater right now. It feels like. Uh yeah. Um... I feel like the floaters just always kind of been part of my game. Um, you know, me not always being the most athletic or anything like that. You know, you got to find other ways to score. And I just feel like the floater, like you said, it's kind of a lost start, so nobody's really expecting it. Um, someone, my mom is that actually the one who taught me how to shoot the floater. She always, you know, she always used to show me like different angles, uh, how to use the spin the ball off of the backboard off of different angles and stuff like that, different finishes. And then she just kind of just installed the floater, you know, in my head at a young age. That's awesome. And then, and then going off that, you know, that that threat and being able to score there, thanks to your mom, who sounds like an awesome basketball teacher to learn from, with playing with Giannis and Brooke Lopez to an extent too, but certainly playing with Giannis. And I know you've, you know, just been a buck for like a couple of weeks now, but clearly that's a pick and roll that seems like it'd be really fun, right? Like Giannis is such a threat. Defenses have to pay so much attention to him. The Bucks haven't always had you know, playmakers who throw a lot of lobs. So I think that the there's a lot of possibilities there that are really fun to think about as a Bucks fan. Have you gotten to work on that with him or with Brooke at all? And and how excited are you to, you know, have some time to play with really dynamic offensive big men like those two? Uh no, we haven't got to uh we haven't got to work on that yet. But, you know, I'm excited to play with both uh two guys like that, you know. Yeah, who wasn't who wouldn't want to play with Giannis or Brooke? I mean you know, Brooke, he could play inside, he could shoot the three, and then Giannis is, man, you already know Giannis, he could do pretty much anything. So, I mean, it's always going to be fun playing with guys like that. Yeah, speak, uh, like playing with guys like that, that's definitely like 
it's it's something that's going to be interesting to watch this season because one, there's a new head coach uh, and Adrian Griffin, like rotations need to be like formulated and everything. But also there's like uh, all the two way contracts seem to play like point guard position. And then there's on the roster on the 15 man roster, there only seems to be like one true point guard and true holiday. It seems like there's a lot of opportunity uh, for like you yourself to like get into that rotation, make your impact felt. Uh, do you have any like uh, is is there anything in particular you want to do to try to like make your presence felt, or is it just more about playing your game? Uh, me, I feel like it's just me playing my game and just me just being who I am. Um, I'm fucking my outgoing person, so you know me just keeping a smile on my face, making sure the guys around me are happy. You know cracking jokes with them, just feel like just being a leader, just being vocal, just, you know, just being anti-Taiwan and just having fun. That's awesome. Um, given that it is, you know, three point guards on the two-way deals, you know, is it, is there kind of like a, a friendly competitiveness there at all yet? Is it not something that you just think about at all? Because it is, it is kind of an interesting group the Bucks have put together with, you know, you could say four point guards on the roster Three of them, you know, are are the two way guys. You, of course, Amari Moore and uh, Lindell Wigginton. But of course, you know, there's also Chris can handle the ball. Giannis can handle the ball. It's it's a little little more nuanced than just those are the only four point guards. But it is a kind of an interesting, almost like a positional battle you'd see in the NFL. Does it feel that way at all, or does it just feel like you know business and and getting better and and all of that stuff? Um. It doesn't feel like, I mean, obviously we're going out, we're battling, we're competing and all that, but I mean, we're, no one's like necessarily like, oh, we're, we're battling for the back of anything. We're, at the end of the day, we're just battling as two competitors. Just, you know, this is our job at the end of the day. Like you said, it's a business. So we come in here, we pretend our job, you know, we just have fun, compete. We work out together, you know, we kick it with each other. Like we don't get into all of that, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the day it's a business. So whatever happens, happens. But until then, you know, we're just having fun and just having fun doing our job, just competing and stuff. Absolutely. I, I wanted to ask, you know, this summer was a lot going on for you. I just, you know, how much do you know real time what's going on with like the trade and then being with Oklahoma City? Is there going to be another trade eventually hitting free agency? You know, of course, we all find out this stuff from Woj and it's just, oh, I guess it's already happened. You know, it, do you have any idea beforehand? You know, is there any chance that you know, you thought you may stay with either Houston or Oklahoma City and then things just changed rapidly. And what is that process like? Um, you know, that process is a little chaotic, but I mean, then that's the business side of it. Uh, I feel like I have a really good a uh, good agent, so he knows feel like he knows what he's doing. Um, he always keeps uh not only myself but my family into the loop. So yeah, like when times like that happen, like when trades and all that stuff go down. Me and my dad, are, me, my dad, and my agent are like the first ones to know. We're always on a group FaceTime and stuff are going down. You know, my agent keeps me in the loop with everything. He checks on me, so you know, he pretty much at this point he knows I'm young. You know, I'm barely going into my second year, so he knows that he's gonna te- he's trying to teach me the business as you know day by day as thing goes on and stuff like that. So it's it's cool. It it is a business, but do you have that sort of like chip on your shoulder, like oh, I, I want to prove these teams wrong sort of attitude, or is or is that just not a thing? Uh, no, definitely. I feel like, you know, everybody plays with their chip on their shoulder. I mean, some people got may have multiple chips, some may not, but I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, as a competitor, you have to play with a chip on your shoulder. I mean, whatever that may be is whatever it may be. Uh, for me, my chip on my shoulder is just, I just want to prove everybody who don't believe in me. That's pretty much it. 
It's a pretty good diplomatic answer, Ty Ty. That's a, a good way to approach that question, I would say. Um, you know what I'm, I think of every time I hear the term chip on your shoulder, by the way? I can't remember who it was. If, if either of you remember, someone actually tattooed like a potato chip on their <laughs> shoulder because it's like, I, I'll, I'll always have a chip on my shoulder. It's like, might be it. I mean, you do you, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember who it is, though. That's, hey, I'm not going to lie. That's, that's smart. That's very smart. Whoever did that is smart. I like that. We'll have to look up who it was. Um, on the brighter side of this all, of course, it ends with with you signing with the Bucks. You know why? Why Milwaukee? Why did it make sense to you know come and take that? That basically the last roster spot here, you know, last open one. I mean, um, and and play with this team, and you know, like you said, you know, somehow only going into year two here to keep your career going the right way for you. Um, I feel like for me, Milwaukee was the best fit. Um, just looking at the roster wise, uh, I like you said, one of the last teams with the roster spot. That's always the goal is just, you know, to make someone's roster. And I just felt like here would be the best opportunity for me. Um, that I could come in, learn from the point guard, Drew Holiday, learn from other guys, you know, just hopefully want get the spot. But I mean, I felt like it was a good uh, situation because my agent, uh, he helped out a lot. And like you said, like I said earlier, I'm young, so he knows the business better than I do. So, he talked to me and my dad. He presented some options, and he just broke them all down. And pretty much everything he broke down, I felt like it was just for me just to go to Milwaukee, and that's how I ended up here. It seems like it's going to be a. It, it seems like a very promising and good decision uh, on on everyone's account. Um, yeah, we're we're big we, fans of picking Milwaukee in any context, so uh, we're, oh, yeah, we're certainly absolutely. on your side with this one. I will say that, that Ty has been, he's been ever, like, he's been on the Ty Ty Washington Jr. train to Milwaukee for a while now. So I'll, I'll was, tell the story. So, draft, heading into the draft last year, of course, your, your rookie draft, I tweeted x.com now that I would change my display name to Ty Ty with eyes, Windish, if the Bucks got you that year. Of course, they didn't. They got Marjan. We're super happy about. But it is now changed back to Ty Ty with eyes, Windish, ahead of the season starting this year because, of course, the Bucks did get you. So it is true. I have been a big fan for quite a while. You know, the Bucks have uh, – they've had Drew, who is great, but just not had that kind of a – younger point guard or at least drafted one so it is it is pretty exciting but yes i will get that anecdote out of the way i know rohan wanted me to bring it up hopefully it's not too weird of a thing no no not at all man i appreciate you man appreciate you for for i actually wanted to ask on that note so i read and hopefully this is true you never know on the line these days but that you go by ty ty because your dad is also named tyrone and you didn't want to be tj or basically like ty, ty or tyrone jr so you went with ty ty and just kind of it happened is that true yeah like that's yeah like that's how my mom gave it to me pretty much you know i, I feel like i'm not a tj type of guy <laughs> no, no there's nothing wrong with being named tj i just for me personally i just felt like it didn't fit me no it, it, it oh, go ahead sorry and then after that i mean i just feel like my mom gave me ty ty she kind of told me why she gave it to me and boom that's how it happened I I actually have kind of a similar thing. So I'm a Tim Jr. or would be. So it could be like Tim Jr. or TJ. Didn't love those options myself as a kid. And I was like a Timmy for a while, but fairly odd parents. Like it, it, it just, it, it's hard to grow up as a Timmy. So that's how I came to tie with an I. So I wanted to ask, you know, do you embrace having kind of a, a unique name compared to a lot of people? And do you enjoy getting social media handles pretty easily as well, like I do? It is pretty nice for for that as well. It seems definitely, definitely. Uh, 
you know, I, I feel like, like you said, the name's unique. Uh, so I just feel like, you know, not everybody, like you said, I mean, you're tied, T with, uh, you're tied with an I. That's the first. That's the first time I ever seen that tied with an I. So that's hard. Thank so like, you. you know, like the name's unique. So, and it's cool hearing um, the announcers like, I tie washed it. You know, it's different. So I like that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's always it's always fun having a, a unique name. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, I'll say that my name isn't unique in like a in like a general sense. But in like in Wisconsin, it's pretty. Unique. Yeah, uh, got but, that. <laughs> uh, I guess getting back to getting back to basketball uh, discussion here. But uh, like this this offseason, obviously, like we had talked about earlier, a lot of you, you mentioned it was like chaotic, hectic. Uh, what? But on, from a skill development standpoint, like what what specifically have been have you been working on this summer to really uh improve your game um yeah i say the biggest thing i worked on this summer for me i probably would just say my three ball really just being being consistent being uh able to be consistent off the catch off the dribble um just different situations and stuff like that and i just felt like you know just being more comfortable shooting just being able to just more comfortable seeing the ball going just getting a lot of reps up uh, pretty much that and just pretty much, you know, different finishes around the rim and stuff like that, you know, going in there against guys taller than me, just being able to be able to finesse around the rim. For sure. Speaking of, speaking of shooting, uh, I mean, like you, you do not have an unconventional shot form really, but like, I'm, I'm curious, uh, how, how much in the NBA or even in the box, you don't have to say specific names or anything, but like, do, is, is there an emphasis on like, really like, do they want people to change their shot form, sort of like stick with what they're used to? Like uh, a lot of players have like unconventional shot form. like example, like Tyrese Halliburton, uh, he sort of fell in the draft because people were concerned about whether his jumper was really going to translate from the college to NBA. And turns out, yeah, it, it, it does translate pretty, pretty darn well. Even though it is a it is a little bit of a, a weirder looking shot form, a little abnormal. Like, have you noticed in the box, the NBA, whatever you want to say, uh, that like coaching staffs they're more uh, likely to sort of have players stick with their current shot form or like try to alter it if necessary. Um, I feel like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, you know, I feel like you know the coaches. I feel like the coaches they give us uh, kind of you know the respect of us letting us shoot how we shoot. I mean, obviously we all got to this point for a reason. Um, but they're definitely, you know, they're definitely, they're not afraid to give us tips or anything. You know, they could definitely, now I'm not going to say change your shot or anything, but they could definitely not uh, somewhat correct it or, you know, they could tell why they're passing you the ball. If you're missing short or long, you know, shoot it up or something like that, give you pointers or tips. And, you know, nine times out of 10, when they, whenever they do that, the next shot goes in. So they kind of know what they're talking about. Have you gotten to use the NOAA at all or, or know what it is, the the shooting, automated shooting system? I think Brooke Lopez kind of popularized it and brought it to Milwaukee. I haven't used it out here, or I'm not too sure if I have. But I mean, I've used one before. Got so it. I know how those things work. Yeah, I, I know that that for Brooke, is, at least in particular, he really cites it as huge for kind of making the leap from starting to take jump shots to being a really efficient three-point shooter, which is still crazy at his point in his career. He was able to remake his game like that. Um, always a cool thing. But um, I, yeah, I, it was funny. I was watching you know your your tape in, in the G League and the NBA last year. And it, I, the more I watched, I was just like, these percentages at the NBA level are lying. Like the jump shot looks really good. The floater looks good. Not to just, you know, be, uh, you know, blowing smoke because you're on the show. But seriously, I was like, it, it looks like he has so much that's like 
all the way put together or very close that's just like waiting to click. Is that how you feel too? Like just like you're doing the right things. You just need to, whether it's keep doing them or let the game slow down or, or you know, you're, you're just close to kind of breaking out next year. Uh, yeah, I feel it. Uh, you know, talking with my camp and stuff, the guys I've been working out with, you know, we all kind of feel the same way. Uh, like you said, we all just, but like just how you said, like, you know, those numbers, we felt like those were a lie. I mean, obviously they weren't a lie. So we know I, I could shoot better than that, stuff like that. So this summer we just attacked all workouts and all that, and we just feel like, you know, this season I'm due for a breakout season, like you said. Yeah, wait. Uh, we Speaking of, like, being, like, a young point guard, like, we, we've seen a trend in the NBA where especially players at the point guard position, the uh, guard position, it takes them a little longer to adjust to the flow of the game. Is uh like and obviously that's not a knock because like people like do it they're successful it just it usually takes them like a little longer of, of a development pathway. Can you speak to like sort of why that is? Is it just like a having the ball in your hand sort of thing, trying to figure out the flow of the game because you you're responsible for a lot more things, or is is it something else? Um, I really don't know. I mean, I could try to give you an answer. I mean, I feel like just being a young point guard coming into you know, you're coming in, you're coming straight either out of college or like G League, whatever, however you get there. You know, but you coming in there young, uh, playing with guys, a bunch of older guys, you know, you just kind of, you kind of try to think of ways of, like, what do you say to control them? Well, not even control them, but just to get them on board, just to listen to you, da, da, da. You know, at the end of the day, like, you know, they're all older than you. So, like, they've all been here. So, pretty much you got to work hard, prove to them that, you know, you're worth, you know, that to be that leader. So I feel like that's where guys kind of tend to be, you know, kind of like just back, you know, just chilling, really. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way before. That idea that it is hard to come in as a point guard is not as much like being able to play or even feel the game, but it's a little bit about, you know, earning that respect with with the teammates. That's interesting. It makes a lot of sense, too. I mean, obviously, this is, you know, the the basketball league and as you can come in as touted of, of a rookie as you want, but you're still you know, a rookie. Did you have to do any uh, rookie uh, duties or hazing or stuff last year? Nah, nah, not <laughs> at all. I mean, most, the most I ever did was probably bring like, like Chick-fil-A to the team playing or something like that. But nah, you know, they were, uh, we were all young. I was going to say, you, you came in there and said, you guys yeah. are too young to tell me this. <laughs> yeah, like, really, like some of the second year players, I was older than some of them. So it like, <laughs> was like, we were all young. I mean, they some of them said they didn't have to do it their rookie year, so like they were like they're not gonna make us, and you know it just kind of never happened. That's good. I feel like did you do you watch Hard Knocks at all? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So you didn't have to like rap in front of the whole team or anything like that. Nah, nah, not at all, <laughs> not at all. It seems like the NFL takes does yeah. that a lot, a lot worse than the NBA. Because it, it, it's it's funny you say that because uh, when we talked to AJ Green, we asked him if he had done rookie duties for the Bucks. He was like, "How really?" It was like a similar sort of thing, like just like getting food, getting donuts, stuff like that. So it's 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 interesting to know that it's just like that might just be a general NBA thing, and it's just like a multi like a sport comparison thing. With it's like the NFL does it a lot worse than the NBA. No, I definitely. You know, it's crazy. I was just watching um, the NFL, like, mic'd up stuff and just comparing, like, the two. I feel like NFL, like, they definitely go out their way to try to do more things. Than, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, I, just, I don't know. That's how I was just feeling, just watching the mic'd up stuff. I just thought it was fun. Yeah, I, I was watching it with 
with hard knocks with my wife and she's like, do they really have this many meetings? Like they're just in PowerPoints like all day. And I was like, I, I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't play. I, I guess they have a lot of film to go over. I'm sure they can't show the, the schematic stuff, but it was, it was pretty funny. And then, you know, you talk to NBA guys, it's like, yeah, we practice like once a week. And I, I imagine you're not spending as much time, you know, watching like magicians or, you know, going through uh, PowerPoints of movies and stuff as they showed on hard knocks. No, nah, not really, man. I mean, yeah, we watch film and all that, but like you said, we're not spending the whole day just watching PowerPoints and all that. But I feel like in football, you got to. I feel like in football, you got to do that. I mean, like football is harder than basketball, so you do got to kind of lock in more to that. That makes sense. There are a lot more, harder, like schematically. Yeah. yeah. What was that? Like schematically, you're saying it's more difficult. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because I think it was. Uh, I think it was like Greg Popovich who said. Is Pop or Kerr, and they were talking about like defense, and they're like, "Yeah, there's only like seven ways to play a pick and roll, and it's like you're, you're going to do one of these seven things every single time down the court. It's like it's it's like it's it's more about like respect relationships, that sort of aspect than the actual. I mean, not to say that there's not a lot of scheme in basketball because there is. There's a, there's a ton of, uh, but uh, it's just like the NFL is just a different beast. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to, on the scheme note, I know you can't say too much. I think AJ Green called it advantage-based basketball. But, you know, do you think the way the Bucks are set up to play offensively and defensively, is it is it a good fit for your game, would you say? You know, uh, the the way that Adrian Griffin wants to, to have the team play in? I'm trying to get as much insight as I can. We're so excited to watch the Bucks play again. It's been so long. Ty Ty. Nah, I definitely feel like, you know, the way Coach wants to play, I definitely feel like, it complements my game a lot, uh, just space and being able to just be ready to shoot at all times uh, and just being able to play with that point five mentality, you know, catch the ball. You don't want to catch it and hold it, be a ball stopper. So really just, you know, having your mind made up before the ball gets to you, that type of thing. And just being able to, you know, fly up and down the court and just, you know, get to the rim, easy baskets, easy layups, floaters, uh, alley-oops and things of that nature. That's what we like to hear. It I want to that- oh, go ahead, Ron. No, I was going to say that that sort of like uh, play requires a lot of like team lock in. Do you think like that's like it, it, everyone needs to be firing on the same cylinders if you want to play that sort of like advantage based basketball? Because it's like if you if you make one misstep in a rotation, it, it, it messes it up for everyone. It's, it's so team oriented. Is that just like something that in NBA circles, is that something that comes with? with practice or is it with relationships is it some combination of both like is it is it like how much you know the other players or how much the players know the scheme uh, i feel like it could be a little bit of both um i feel like you know the more time you spend with someone or the team or in that nature you, the more likely you would be you know on the court and stuff like that uh and just being able to hold everybody accountable and everybody just willing to buy in like you said be able to just lock in and at the end of the day you know we all have the same goal in mind you know Coach wants coach wants this done, and we all feel like we're gonna get this done. Like we want to get this done, so we all just locked in and just and as we're doing it, you know, we're just always having fun. You know, still keep a smile on our face, finding ways to joke about things in the midst of doing it. Going into this this first season here with the Bucks and and potentially Wisconsin herd, do you have any expectations for your season? Of course, you know, I'm sure you want to get better and and improve and and all of those things. But is there anything? concrete that you look toward any statistic or I, I don't know what it would be but I would love to hear from you if there is anything that you know you would say right now I feel like I had a good 23-24 season if fill in the blank basically um 
to be honest, no, I don't really have no expectation. Just for me, uh, I feel like I just go out there and just show the world how Ty Ty Washington plays basketball like I've been doing my whole life. Um, just showing, you know, I belong here. That's pretty much it. Just showing everybody I belong in the NBA and just showing I'm a, I can win in the NBA on a winning team and stuff like that. So, you know, that's how I feel like that's how I feel like I'm viewing this season, just going there with a winning mentality and just going in there with like, you know, I don't care no more things about me. You know, I'm here for a reason. Don't need another fifty three and ten game to uh to call it a success. Nah man. Nah man. When did you know in that one that that it could be uh that kind of a number that day? Uh I think like midway through the third, I remember looking up. I remember looking up to check the score and I see my name and it was like, it said 27. I think I had like eight, six or like six or five minutes left to go in the uh, third. And I was like, I looked up at 27. I looked, I was like, I might get 40. And then I got to like 30, I got to like 35. I was like, I looked up, like, yeah, I'm going to 50. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I, uh, I remember. Javon Carter was asked that question at was it the Thunder was it the Thunder game? It was the Thunder on? game. It was the Thunder uh, game. He was asked when he knew he kind of. I think he had like thirty six against OKC. It was a great game. It was awesome. And the this the best answer ever. When I woke up, with just a completely straight face. I don't know if you were aware of that or not. <laughs> I always I always laugh at that one. It's just I mean it's it was so cool too. I thought in the moment I was like this is the coolest thing ever. But a lot of people got a, a kick out of that answer. It was just, it was complete deadpan. He's just like when I woke up and then yeah. just silence. <laughs> no, that's crazy. We were afraid before that pod because you see things like that and I'm like, is he going to smile? Like, is it going to be the most serious? But it was a very, it was a very fun episode as well. So, um, but yeah, that, that was, uh, I wanted to see if you were on the same, same, uh, wavelength. Like, oh, I knew going into the arena that day, I was going to have 53 and 10. No, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy backstory behind, behind that game, but I don't want to say too much. Well, oh, just, you can't, you got to say at least a little bit now. Just know in that situation. Going into that game, we didn't have a few players because they were injured. But we still had, like, I'm not going to say the guy, but we still had the other two guys. So it's three on the, on our, on the RGB team, it was three of us, the scorers. Me and then the two other guys, right? Before the game, we knew, like, going into uh, Stockton, they were the best team or whatnot. And we knew, like, we couldn't lose the game or whatever. So before the game, I pulled, we were in the locker room. Our lockers are always next to each other. Before we went out, I was like, bro, y'all know what we got to do. Y'all got to go out there and have a good game. We went out there and just say one out of three had a good game. Well, you certainly uh, tried your best to, to make up for uh, the, the other two based on based on that performance. Was that was that game like the on-court highlight of, of year one? Or was it, you know, a time with the Rockets, your, your debut, first basket? What stands out most when you think back to – your rookie season? Uh, I think most definitely, definitely my first, I'm not even going to say my first basket, I'm going to say my first point. Uh, it was against the Clippers. Against the Clippers right before my uh, birthday, I got, I went to shoot a floater, I got fouled. Then, first free throw, this is my first, like, first time about to get ready to shoot a ball in the NBA. I shot it, and I never missed a free throw like this ever. It hit off the backboard, and it hit the room, like, boom, boom. You know, the NBA rims make noises. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, boom, boom. I was like, whoa. Took my teammates' hand. They're like, you good, you good? I got, I got the ref threw the ball back to me. I was like, 
Like, there's no way I missed this free throw, brother. I have to score, bro. I'm in the NBA game, bro. I have to make this throw. Then I made it. I'm not going to lie. We were losing, but I ran back down the court. I was smiling ear to ear. <laughs> it's just that that must be just such an incredible feeling because you, you see all that work, all that time you put in sort of like, yeah, I, I made it. Like, that that just must be the most euphoric feeling in the world. I can't even imagine. No, definitely. I was so happy. But like, because like going into the game, um, right before the game started, I'm like, let me just take a couple practice uh, free throw shots. And I didn't miss any. So when I got up there and missed, I was like, whoa, kind of shot. It's, 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 the NBA is a different beast uh, from what, from what it appears on the outside, obviously. Uh, Ty and I are not. Yeah. Uh, though yeah. it may appear we are. We're, we're not, <laughs> we're not NBA players. Um, Let's talk a little bit about, uh, you, you mentioned earlier that you, you had a relationship with Chris Livingston because uh, you, you both uh, went to Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky guards, they, they, have a, they have a really good reputation in the NBA. Do you have like uh, any of your favorites that you like uh, had like growing up or like when you were with the team or uh, like any, any favorite Kentucky guard or, or one that you model your game after? Uh, no, not necessarily model or anything like that, but I, mean, I like watching them. Tyrese Maxey and Emmanuel Quickly. I feel like our games are kind of similar. You know, we're all kind of, you know, same height. And a lot of people say we all kind of look alike, which is kind of crazy. But, you know, I feel like just watch, I watch them too a lot, uh, just seeing their success that they're starting to have in NBA, just seeing how they figured it out and all that. I remember my time when I was in Lexington, they actually, they came back and they were working out, playing 515 and stuff against us. And when we were down there, just both of them were kind of just telling me, uh, what to expect going uh, if I was to go to the NBA and uh, whatnot? Taylor just tell me like what to expect and just how to go about things. Do you feel like that aspect of kind of sharing the college with other players is maybe the most important? I mean, obviously it's great to you know accomplish similar things on the court in your various times there, but that you know kind of having that ready-made pipeline to get into the league and and you know know a little bit more going in than you otherwise would have. Uh yeah, definitely. I mean, cause then you know, not to uh, never get too high, never get too low. Just kind of you know remain the same, and just when you get that time to just to play against them, it's like you know a little moment before the game or after the game where you guys just just uh you where you guys just talk, and you know you guys be like, no, just a year ago you were on campus and I was down there talking to you, but now look at us, we just played against each other, stuff like that. I feel like that's always fun. Um. You know, like you said, that Kentucky name holds a lot of weight with guards. Absolutely. You know, um, of course, you had the the first commit to Creighton and the you know, crazy situation that happened there. You know, uh, ended up switching high schools, had pretty wild situation in Houston, and then tumultuous offseason. It's been a pretty crazy basketball career for you so far. Are you feeling like, you know, you find the right – calm situation and things are just going to feel a lot easier for you because everything that you've been able to achieve so far it's been a ton it feels like it's been through like a pretty wild ride so far are you just excited to maybe you know find a, a couple years somewhere and just kind of you know be happy maybe not not easy nothing is easy but you know maybe a little more relaxed circumstance going forward oh uh, yeah man i mean just so like for me it's really much just keep my head on straight, stay focused on my ultimate goal, and just, you know, weather the storm. Like you said, I went through a whole lot, and here I am still standing. So pretty much just keep my, like my dad always told me, keep my head high, and, you know, just follow whatever I want to be in life. And I want to be a professional basketball player, so just keep my head on that, stay focused on that, uh, 
trust and believe in the people around me. And I feel like no matter how obstacle obstacle happens, it's going to happen. I, l- I love that attitude. Uh, yeah, it's it, it should be. It's like the Bucks have have had a reputation. I, again, we don't we don't know if it's true or not of being like a, a very like calm organization. So we'll, we'll see what happens here. Uh, hopefully it all, everything works out. Uh, this upcoming season, like training camp is going to start before we know it. Uh, you, you had mentioned all the, a lot of guys, aside from the Lopez twins, have really been like in the facility. They're probably just at Disney World. They're at Disney for sure. They're 100% uh, at Disney. Where else would they be? Uh, it's, it's so funny. I, I love I love that. the the Those two as characters. It's amazing. Yeah. Great to have Robin Lopez back with the team. Uh, but like a lot of players are at the facility. You... Um, Things are starting to come together. It feels like the season's approaching because it is. Is the is there something in particular that you're like really looking forward to about this season? Uh, or just like be like something you want to do in the city. Just like what what are you most excited for about the twenty three twenty four season in in Milwaukee? Uh, for me, just just the home games and just having that feeling of just you know winning games. Uh, I feel like winning takes care of everything. So. Win games and everybody's happy. City's happy, players happy, coaches happy. So just really pretty much is winning games pretty much. That's what we're looking forward to as well. I, I saved a true hardball question here for the last one, I believe, unless Rohan has any, any more good ones. What what Which one of your new Bucks teammates should come on the podcast next? Ooh. And will you put in a good word for us? That's the second. That might even be the harder part. You can lie if you want to. That's okay. Ooh. Uh. Ooh. I'm going to assume it's hard because it's so much fun. You can't decide. Not because it's like, oh, it's such a drag. And nah, I don't know gotta, who I'd want to. I'm like, I got to get my man. <laughs> I got to get, get Jay Crowder on here, man. Yes. Boss, Boss man. man. Yeah, I gotta get the boss man on here, man. Come on. <laughs> I we love would love that. to have I boss man on the pod. Answer. We would love boss to have boss man, man on the pod nine. for sure. Uh, uh, yeah, get him. Do you do you enjoy like player podcasts and stuff? Because like uh, you know, like the Nasus, he has his own podcast. Like a lot of a lot of players uh in the league are starting to like do do their own pods. Like Paul George probably has the best one by far. He, he, like his podcast P is incredible. Yeah. Like, do, what do you do, do? You like that trend? Do you think that's something? No, yeah, I feel like, I feel like those are, yeah, I feel like those are pretty fine. I mean, I watch them a lot. Uh, I watch Jeff Teague's a lot. Jeff Teague's is funny, so funny. But no, I feel like you know, guys doing that—that's pretty cool. Uh, just seeing the different guys going on there, just hearing their their perspective, their POVs on on their NBA, uh, the way they went about the NBA and stuff like that. So. It's always fun when you know get to learn your coworkers uh, how they came about. It, it's sure. true, but saying coworkers is so funny. Like you and you and Paul George are just like guys at the water cooler. That's that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 true, but it's just yeah. it's it's like people don't really think about it that way. <laughs> like when right, it comes to like sports. Right. right. Uh, is there? Uh, we we promised you this would be the last question. Uh, do you have anything like you want? To, you already shout out. Uh, we we got to see you with the belt on Instagram. Do you have anything you want to shout out? Something that you're working on, or just like social media? Um, oh man, I don't have anything to shout out. Uh, fear the deer. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Love that, to hear. That it. works. Side side Washington. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, pleasure. guys. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, we've we've learned a lot. Had a great conversation, and we're very very excited to see you. 
do great things for the Milwaukee Bucks organization and have a great career overall. Appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks again, Ty Ty. That was so much fun. I'm always a little nervous. You never know. Is the player going to be excited to be on the podcast? I guess if they said yes, probably at least a little bit. But Ty Ty was really fun to talk to. That was I'm not going to pick a favorite. I've really enjoyed all of our. We have so many now. All of our Bucks player interviews, but really, really fun conversation. Real quick, Rohan, what was your number one takeaway? I think my number one takeaway was like, first of all, like he's a really like what he was talking about about being with the team and how yeah. this team is just locked in. The, the my favorite an- anecdote was like you asking him about the Giannis stuff. Yeah, he's like, like no I idea, have no idea what you're talking. About. It, it just proves how much of a like how much of a bubble really yeah. NBA media is in. Like it's the it's it's the talking like it's it's the biggest headline in sports or whatever. One of the big it's like oh Giannis is saying these things. Uh, we've already done a podcast about it. It's, yeah. it's a few back. Check it out if you want to yeah, talk yeah. about it. From the initial New York Times interview, it was like a few weeks ago. Uh, but uh, it's like, he's like, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it, was just, it was like, oh, first of all, incredible, incredible yeah. news. And it's like, yeah, no, the players, they just block out all of that noise because obviously they're professionals. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, 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 that was what going to be my answer to. I, I really enjoyed um, how, how that question went. I'm always a little nervous to ask about that kind of thing because I do think Nobody really wants to talk about an uncomfortable thing. The fact that he just had no idea was great. Like he, he like I mentioned, it was about like a pending free agency or whatever. He's like, until you said free agency, I had no idea what you meant. So um, that was awesome. Some of the the G League stories I thought were really cool. As someone who really likes, you know, obviously covers the G League, really is a fan of the game. Hearing that Willie Cauley Stein was his veteran, his vet. One super cool that Willie Cauley Stein did that. Two, I feel ancient because we. I, I remember like a sack I, I was blogging about the Sacramento Kings when they drafted Willie Cauley-Stein and he was going to be the, the generational defensive player. I'm glad he's still carving out a good career for himself, but um, super cool to hear that. And then some of the other the G League stories as well uh, behind the 53-point game uh, were really fun too. So uh, hard to pick one favorite moment. But yeah, the, the Bucks facility just being like blithely not caring about the Giannis thing is awesome. That – that's probably from like the full Bucks perspective, the number one thing. Although when he talked about his floater or pick and roll decision making, that did get me excited too. Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting. Like he talked about, how his game really fits with Adrian Griffin and the, yeah. his vision for this team. It's 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 just making me that much more excited for this upcoming NBA season time. I can't wait. I know we're I know. still like a little like about a month away, but like, man, the time it can't come fast enough. That's true. So, and yeah, we, we appreciate Ty Ty taking the time, helping to pass that time a little bit quicker. Hope everyone liked this episode again, as we said up top, if you have not listened before, welcome. We're really glad to have you, especially if you made it all this far into the show, please subscribe on your platform of choice. We do at least one pot a week from now until the, the season starting up, I would imagine. And oftentimes more than that, We've also got win and six on this feed. They'll be back covering the Bucks soon. A lot of Brewers and Packers stuff going on. If you're not aware, we have those shows too. So go to gspn.info, find Cruising for a Bruising, Talk of the Tundra, Make Time for This, a Movies Podcast. We got everything. And we had Ty Ty Washington. So really, GSPN's covering all the bases lately. But Rohan, take it away. I don't think we yeah, have anything else. I, here. I, I mean, you did you, like. You- Oh, great, sorry. great outro. No, yeah. no, no, Oops. don't bother. It's it's great. Like you, you fully leaned into it. But yeah, gspn.info. Everything's there. Pod random, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>